Welcome to this episode of the Novara Law Podcast, Property Tax and Cannabis Grow Operations. My name is Jenna Hilgenbrink, Senior Associate Attorney here with partner Jackie Cook. Hi, Jackie. How are you doing today? Great, Jenna. How are you? Good. Why don't you um, give me a background of who you are and what it is you do here at Novara Law? Yeah, thank you. I represent clients in state and local tax matters. I've done that for 18 years. I represent clients in income tax and sales and use tax matters, adverse to the Michigan Department of Treasury, um, as well as uh, representing clients in property tax appeals involving jurisdictions all over the state of Michigan pursuing property tax reductions through challenging the values of the property or in pursuing property tax exemptions. Um, In both state tax and property tax cases, I've represented large Fortune 500 companies and mid-sized companies from businesses, um, including manufacturing, retail, agricultural. Um, I've also represented a number of small businesses and individuals, and I, I take pride in applying what I've learned over the years to all types of tax disputes, whether big or small, simple or complicated. And we're talking about something very specific here today, but I know you do a whole lot more than that. Today, we're talking about property taxes in cannabis grow operations. Sounds like kind of a niche area that you may be an expert in. What are we talking about today and why is it important? Yeah, it is. It's a it's a new industry in Michigan. And so everyone is sort of learning how the cannabis industry fits into the overall property tax uh, system in Michigan. And, and what, what I've been looking at recently is how property taxes apply to grow operations in Michigan. And what I'd like to focus on today, because there's different elements to property tax, such as valuation is a, is a big topic, um, but I'd like to focus on classification of their properties. All right, well, let's head right into it. So classification, why is classification important? Tell us a little bit about it. So so as it so I'll I'll cover like general classification in Michigan first and then we'll talk about how the cannabis grow operations sort of fit into that overall scheme. So so the purpose of classification in Michigan for property taxes. So every property in Michigan is assessed it it's it's assigned a class and it's valued and and the purpose of the class system is to make sure that every property across the state is treated equally and fairly. So in Michigan, each city and township where properties are located are kind of on their own in assessing properties and valuing properties and classing them. However, each assessor in each city and township is required to follow the Michigan Constitution and follow the Michigan General Property Tax Act as they're as they're assessing properties. So the purpose of classification is to assign the type of class of property to each property to ensure that it is treated similarly to similarly situated properties across the state. So, so when I say class, um, first of all, there's real versus personal property. So real property is buildings and land. Um, Personal property is all the other stuff, and this is very oversimplified for purposes of the podcast. Um, you could fill up this building with cases distinguishing between real and personal property because um, they're treated differently. However, for purposes of this, personal property is is the equipment, the furniture, the stuff inside the buildings, basically. Right. And then, and then there's different types of property, like residential, where people live, agricultural, where something's being grown. There's commercial, which is retail buildings or offices that we're sitting in today, 
industrial, something is being built. It's, you know, think of manufacturing. Um, and then there's a couple other types like timber cut property and utility property. Um, for many years, the class for business property didn't necessarily matter. So it was basically, you know, is this building commercial or is it industrial? It didn't really matter. And so properties where they could fall into either bucket, um, they were, it didn't, if they were commercial industrial, they were assessed the same tax. It didn't matter. However, about 15 years ago, it made a difference because industrial property, because of a law change, were it was more exempt. They got more of a tax break than commercial properties. So taxpayers across the state started getting more sophisticated about looking at the class of their property, saying, hey, wait a second, we're manufacturing here. It shouldn't be commercial. It should be industrial. And and so so that started to make a difference. Now, agricultural property, which um, not all jurisdictions have had agricultural property. You know, you think of properties more out in the country where there's farms. They they are sub. They also have some tax breaks. They are um, subject to um, an exemption from certain mills. Um, there's an exemption that applies to personal property used for agricultural purposes, and and so with this kind of boom in the cannabis industry, uh, you know, folks are taking a closer look at when you have a cannabis grow operation, how should it be classified? You know, should it be entitled to those same exemptions that other agricultural properties are receiving? Um, what I have seen is many cannabis grow operations are classified commercial or industrial right now. Um, part of it is the jurisdictions they're located in are in Metro Detroit. And so what the assessors are saying is they don't they don't have agricultural property. Um, that's that's not the way to classify properties for property tax purposes, though. You have to really look at the use of it. And it goes back to, you know, the equal protection, the making sure that property gets treated the same as a similarly situated property, you know, in a small town jurisdiction. And, and so um, it's kind of opening up you know, people's eyes to we looking at the agricultural um, classification. So tell me a little bit more about how these cannabis grow operations could be misclassified uh, in terms of their property taxes. Yeah. So what I'm, and I've, I've um, talked to a lot of different jurisdictions across the state um, over the last year or so. And it's interesting what I'm hearing from some, not all, is that the the classification of the property has to follow the zoning and so in jurisdictions around Metro Detroit, they don't have agricultural zoning. They have commercial industrial. And so they're saying, well, we have to follow the zoning. Uh, that's a that's a misperception. Um, the state tax commission has came out and said properties for tax purposes can be classified different than for zoning. Um, another thing that you, what needs to be sort of looked at is sometimes there are multiple uses to one property. And so may, there might be a commercial or industrial element to it. However, they have to look at the predominant use of it. And if 80% of it is used for agricultural, it should be classified agricultural. Um, another thing, which um, this is getting a little into the weeds, but when you're looking at the value of a property, uh, assessors are supposed to look at the highest and best use of the property. So maybe how you're using it today isn't how, you know, the highest and best use and what would bring the highest value if you sold that property. However, for classing a property, you look at the current use. 
And so I think that's something else that um, sort of is a misperception when differentiating between how to class a property versus how to value a property. Okay, so how do we help our clients in situations like this, maybe where their property was misclassified? Or how do they know if their property was misclassified? Yeah, so so there's a, a process in Michigan for protesting, and we're sitting here on March 3rd. Um, this is going to be recorded, but every property owner gets a notice of assessment, and they're receiving them this week in the mail. And when they receive that, it they get um, they'll, they'll be told what the value is of their property in the classification. And on the notice, it also says how they can appeal anything that they disagree with. And in some cases, they have to go to the March Board Review, which is a board in each city and township of um, three community members, and they can review any protest of a taxpayer um, questioning the value or classification. Now, in in many cases, the taxpayer doesn't necessarily have to go to that board in March. They can they can appeal directly to the state tax tribunal which is in Lansing, and depending on the type of property, they have to file a petition by May 31st or July 31st. However, when we're talking about uh, class change requests, it has to go to that March Board of Review, which is meeting um, in a couple of weeks. And so we're, we're working on getting those letters in right now for our current clients. Um, and so it's a good time for cannabis grow operations to be talking to property tax attorneys and, and considering whether this is the year to, to protest the classification. So we talked a little bit already about some personal property tax um, issues, but I guess, you know, are there any other ways that cannabis grow operations can kind of invoke some savings? Sure. So there's an exemption that applies as well to the personal property, which we were talking about is sort of the machining, machinery and equipment used in the grow operation. And if it's used for an agricultural purpose, it is exempt from um, ad valorem property tax. So it's it's a 100% exemption for the property actually used in, in the agricultural operations. And so um, not all jurisdictions are giving that exemption to cannabis grow operations. And so it's something they should consider as well. Okay, so you say 100% exemption, you know, for, for the layperson out there and for me who doesn't necessarily, you know, practice property tax law. Tell me a little bit about what that means and how, to, how that works. Yeah, so so there's in each jurisdiction there's certain mills that apply. So it's basically the rate, and it depends on you know whether which jurisdiction you live in, how high the rate is. Some jurisdictions, I'm sure you've heard of a higher rate, lower rate, um, and so just you know if you're getting the value down, you get a savings because you're paying the rate on a lesser amount. An exemption is you just don't pay tax. Okay, awesome. So we, we like no taxes around here, don't we? <laughs> yes, no taxes are better than any taxes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so I think there was one more topic you wanted to touch on before we uh, before we wrap up. What was that? So the process for appealing anything related to property taxes can be complicated. And so what I have seen in the past is sometimes um, property owners try to do the process on their own. Sometimes they're successful. But there are many pitfalls along the way. You can miss a deadline. Um, what I've seen is some of these classification appeals that went to the state tax commission, they didn't provide enough information to support their claim. And so they were denied. And, and so it's a really good idea, especially at this point, to consult with a property tax expert on the process and making sure you have all the paperwork in order. And, and what it comes down to is when you're claiming that you don't have to pay tax, the burden is on you, 100%. You're, 
you have to demonstrate by, you know, evidence that you are entitled to the exemption. And if you fall short, then you don't get it. And so it's just, it's a really good idea to have someone with you to help you on that process. And it sounds like these are really time sensitive deadlines, right? I mean, we should be really cognizant of um, how quickly, you know, we get these assess- notice of assessments and, and contacting your attorneys right away. Isn't that right? It's a very short time frame. So they get notices of assessments this week. The boards meet in two weeks. And so it's a short window to get there. Um, like I said, not not everything has to be appealed to the March board, but some of these classification disputes we're talking about do. And so it's very short. Yes. So on that note, how can people contact you uh, when it comes to these notices of assessment and and property tax issues in general? So always available by phone. My phone number is 810-516-7639. I'm always happy to take calls and talk through um, ways uh, property owners can save on their taxes. Uh, Also available by email, jjc at navarralaw.com deal. All right. Thanks so much. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Novara Law Podcast. If you have questions for us or want to reach out about new topics, go ahead and email me, gkh at novaralaw.com. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon.